Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and you know who this podcast is brought to you by? It is brought to you by Rockstar Inner Circle. And do you know what Rockstar Inner Circle is? Rockstar Inner Circle is the membership that we run, and selfishly, I'm going to tell you about it right now. So listen, I quit my job, Nick quit his job out of pure frustration in corporate Canada, and the reason that we quit our jobs is we thought, hey look, why don't we just try to buy more assets for ourselves, but at the time, trying to buy more assets for ourselves without making more money was difficult because we all run out of money. So we thought, hey, we have this real estate license. Why don't we try to help other people buy real estate properties and we can use this real estate license that we now have that we got on the side because we didn't really even want to get our real estate license, but we got it anyway. And we can use this real estate license to go help other people buy properties. We can guide them. We can hold them their hands through the process. And when they buy a property, we won't just shake their hand and wave goodbye when they buy the property. We will stick by their side through their whole journey. And that's what we decided to do. So we quit our jobs. We started this thing called the Rockstar Inner Circle. It's a membership that we run. And in that membership, um, all the Rockstar Inner Circle members, and there's hundreds of them now, um, that uh, they get a monthly newsletter, an audio CD from us, and they get coaching from us. And what that means is, before it was Nick and myself, but now there's a big team of us here at Rockstar. And the way it works is when a new Rockstar Inner Circle member joins, we coach you right through the entire process, whether you're going to invest in condos, student rentals, you're going to do second suites. If you want to flip our property, we'll give you the pros and cons on flipping, by the way. If you want to know about rent-to-own strategies, um, what else is there? Pretty much any type of real estate investing you can think of, we will walk through the entire process. Everybody here at Rockstar does that. And we won't leave you when you buy the property. We will stick by your side until you're successful with the property. And we'll, we will suffer through the highs and the lows with you. And part of the reason for that is one of the very first income properties that Nick and I purchased, the real estate guy shook our hands and said, hey, good luck with it. Real estate never goes down. And he walked away. And we thought there's got to be more to this than just that. So we will help people find tenants and teach them how to find different tenants, whether it's student rental tenants or regular tenants and properties, manage that whole process together with the investor. So that's kind of how we work. Um, it, it, Rockstar Inner Circle was born out of that and Rockstar Real Estate as a brokerage was born out of that. So if you want to learn more about the membership and find out all the classes that we have here, all the audios that we have here, how the coaching works here, you can go to rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash member and find out everything that we're doing here. This was essentially born out of frustration because we couldn't find anyone who was going to help our hand, uh, help our hand, help our hand, hold our hand through the process as we were investing in properties. So it was really born out of our frustration working in the corporate world and deciding to quit our job and then to use our real estate licenses in a, in a real positive way to try to help other people. And then, of course, when we do that, we earn a commission here at the brokerage, and that kind of is how the wheel turns, and that's kind of how it works. So it's kind of a beautiful way that this all worked. You can learn more about Rockstar Inner Circle at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash member and see all the details there. That, and the reason I'm bringing that up is that we are on today's podcast. I can't speak right now. We're on today's podcast, we are bringing on Anthony DeGazon. Anthony has been a Rockstar Inner Circle member for many years now. Great guy, amazing family. Wait till you hear about what we talk about here. We kind of cover the, the 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 map of him in his corporate job, leaving his corporate job, going to work together with his wife Rachel in her business, and how they've kind of worked together. His family, what he teaches his kids, how what his kids are up to. So we kind of walk through his 
his personal journey of living life on his terms and his real estate investing journey. He's just an all-round fantastic guy. We are blessed to get to work with such amazing people as part of Rockstar Inner Circle. And he is a, him and his family are an amazing, perfect example of that. They run a couple music studios um, and online music training. And it's called Degazon Music, because that's the name of their business. You can check out more about Degazon Music. And he mentions it in the podcast. But if you're eager, if you're an eager beaver and you want to go there right now, you can go to go. So it's G-O. So there's no www. It's go, G-O dot Degazon Music, D-E-G-A-Z-O-N music.ca degazonmusic.ca and if you're listening to this we'll put a link in uh, the, the show notes for this episode at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash podcast you'll find all the episodes there you can click on this one and there'll be a link to go.degazonmusic.ca um, he shares another URL on the episode too he shares a whole bunch of stuff great chat had a good time we're going to definitely bring Anthony back again with that let's get on with the show are you ready to live life on your terms is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. We are live with Anthony DeGazon, and Anthony just taught me something. that The mics we use here are directional mics. I had no idea we were using directional mics. I was trying to show him how to speak into the mic, yeah. and he's like, yeah, you have directional mics. Yeah, that's what I call them, yeah. Yeah, so, um, and yeah, so speak closer, and I want people to hear sure. you. How's that? That's good. Okay. And um, you, uh, you would know that because you own and operate multiple locations of a music school yeah um so it makes sense in the that, gta yeah yeah in the gta yeah. so the, it would make sense that you know that these are directional mics but you do you play instruments or something? i've never asked I, you this yep yeah i uh i started off on the on the clarinet okay maybe even before that you little, play the clarinet i yeah i did but i didn't want the clarinet i wanted the trumpet but you know when they give you at the in grade seven they kind of say okay here's here's a trump here's a clarinet and i got the tuba and i got where the did flute. you go to school i got the recorder yeah, I went to Don Mills Junior High. Okay, much the, better. In Don Mills, it was yeah. a great music program. Oh my goodness, Bob Gray. Ooh. Oh You're, really? Oh, he was awesome. Yeah. I think I got ruined out of music because I got the recorder and I was like, I don't know, this thing sounds kind of horrible. And you got the little cleaner thing that you yeah, put yeah. up and down the recorder. I it know. was just nasty. I know. Yeah. But my my wife uh, went to Cothra Park in Mississauga. She played like the saxophone. It, yeah. So I had to. So I, I it was a lesser the, lesser of the evils, I guess. So I picked the clarinet. And then with this, the clarinet, and it ended up being that, you know, hey, the, the coolest option and easiest path was the next to, to take out and learn the, the saxophone. So oh, that's what I, that's so you, what I stuck so on. So you, you stuck with the saxophone? Yeah, tenor saxophone. This is, this, it's Anthony, awesome. You are cooler than I even knew. You, Anyone who oh, could play the so saxophone awesome. is cool, yeah, man. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's a great it's a great do instrument. Do you still play? I do. I, I pull it out. Really, I focus on so many, so many other kinds of things now so that the saxophone, you know. Yeah, I feel like you're you operating, but yeah. you you're yeah. up to a lot of stuff. I, yeah. For some reason, I don't see you like off in a corner just jamming out some riffs <laughs> on the saxophone. Yeah, it, it was pretty impactful in my life, the saxophone. So it was, uh, in music, it's been great. Well, uh, yeah, that's interesting. I'm so non-musical. My my son, uh, my whole family makes fun of me because everyone remembers um, lyrics to all different songs okay. and stuff. And I can I know I barely can even hear the lyrics. I just hear like a little bit of the lyrics, and I kind of hum along and stuff. They just all make fun it's, of me. Is it all the guitar and yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, even know I what know. I'm hearing. And then okay. and then 
when they they can sing along and they remember the band's names and all this stuff. I'm just you like I know the Tragically Hip and that's pretty much that's it. Like that's it, the yeah. extent of my music knowledge. And that A C D song. Oh yeah, Thunderstruck. Yeah, okay, okay. no. Okay. So there's some older rock. Obviously. So maybe a couple of those things. Yeah, yeah, Rocky yeah. soundtracks okay. right up there, man. And uh, the uh, um, but now I'm with my son in the car. I'm just listening to hip hop all the time, and all the songs sound the same to me. So I feel like an old guy. I'm like I don't know. I know. He's yeah. like, Dad, this artist is from Toronto. I'm like, uh, I don't know, it kind of sounds like all the other artists you've been playing me in the hip-hop kind of scene. I, I can't tell. He's like, no, this is totally different. Uh, I can't believe you don't understand it. Anyway, yeah. um, so uh, I just wanted to start because you have a cool story. You know, we have this whole thing about living life on your terms. And sometimes I think people think we're just kind of sitting back and like sipping pina coladas and stuff like that. And to me, living life on, on your terms isn't really that. It's, it's more just that you feel like you're doing your thing, right. whatever that your thing is, sure. and you're able to do it. And you guys, together with Rachel, your wife, who I rudely forgot her name. So if she ever listens to this, oh, she's... Yeah, yeah. You I, have to, you but have to edit that. I, no, 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 no. We got to leave okay. it in. That was me. I should have remembered. Yeah. Um, but uh, you guys are kind of doing something really cool with your music schools. And we had that opportunity once yeah. to come up and visit you and shoot a little video about what you were doing there. So I just... I'm curious. How did you get to this point? And we were talking briefly. Yeah. Um, but... Y- how did you go to the point? Because you were in the corporate world. Because can, right. can you just walk me through this journey to running your own business, and then we'll talk about real estate investing stuff as well. Sure. So uh, I went to Waterloo, and uh, when I graduated, the first place I worked was at IBM. And within it was like within a, a couple of months, the company that never laid off anybody in their whole career—they never did—they had they had laid people off. What year was that? This is like I gra- uh, I graduated in nine. It's crazy. Nineteen ninety. Okay, got it. So it, oh, so deep recession. Yeah, it just yeah, never yeah. happened, right? Yeah, yeah. And then Microsoft was nipping on the heels, and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, yeah. so uh, that was kind of a formative thing that said, oh, so companies that can do that, that's what could happen. So I worked there. I worked at CIBC after that. Um, what were you doing at CIBC? Uh, I was a consultant for uh, software user interface design. Yeah, okay. That's what I yeah, yeah. kind of studied in university and what I did at IBM. And so I did that. I was there for a few years, ended up being a director of internet uh, banking, e- e-commerce banking cool. for a small business oh, bank. Oh, wow, that, that was early, yeah. It was awesome, yeah, yeah. year 2000. That was, uh, yeah, 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 I remember that <laughs> the panic. ups and downs, all yeah, the money yeah, yeah, and yeah. all that craziness. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we did that. And then um, uh, they looked to restructure the organization that I was in. And I had a, uh, you know, someone you know, someone who's looking over, over you for your career and, uh she uh, she was there at SVP, and she said, you know, don't leave. And the CEO of the division that I was working in said, don't leave the bank. And I thought, if I don't leave now, when I need to leave, I'll be too afraid. That was just this this message of voice that just was in my head. Wow. And then so... How old were you then? So you're after the year it, 2000 It now? was 2002. So you were at CBC, CIBC for like 10 years, maybe? Uh, five years at, at IBM, and then another okay. five years at CIBC. Okay. Okay. And uh, that was it. My second child was just... My third child was just being born in the in the spring of uh, two thousand. But you had this like voice talking to you that yeah, you had. Yeah, I, it, God's, you know. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so yeah. That's, that's for me. That's how that would be. No, I, I, I had say. a similar kind of thing in my yeah. head. And yeah. I said, so if I don't leave now, then I'm. I when I that was exactly the words. If, I, if you don't leave now, when you need to, you'll be too afraid. Wow. So we, you know, I talked to my wife about it, and we decided to do that. So I got the package. I got the laptop. Got my. They fi- finished paying my, for my MBA that they started paying for, which is great. And um, then I went to a new company in Mississauga. So we, um, it's called Simcor. So I worked there for a little, for a while. It was great. 
director of product marketing. And I learned so much about how to use spreadsheets and business models and all that kind of stuff. It was awesome. And then it started to not be so awesome. And then, you know, it's like, man, I can't stand working here anymore. I'm going crazy. I hate it. And then they restructured that division. And it was like, great. One, one August Friday afternoon, late August, I said, okay, this is your last day. And it was like one of the happiest days of my life. I packed up my <laughs> bag cheering. and I left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it. And they said, why are you so happy? I said, you know what? It's done. <laughs> and so that was it. it How was long like, were you not happy for, do you think? It was over a year. Yeah, wow, that's tough to go through, yeah. Right, but we had moved to our dream house. We had just renovated cool. it. My kids are there. We have a... Where did you move to? What part of the city? Uh, South Mississauga. Like, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Like right close to the lake. It's yeah. just a beautiful spot. It's amazing. Cool. So, you know, everything's perfect. I'm, I'm working up the street. I'm living down here. My kids are and everything. And, and then it's like, I can't be doing this anymore and it was isn't it was that honestly hurt killing that just me. hurt kills you it kills really your soul was. yeah and not that i was ungrateful for what the totally you know, the opportunity mm-hmm. but it's just like this is not working so uh we had to make a change and <laughs> made the change and is is that at that point one of my my first mentors was his neighbor uh, basil gerard he said you know what i see stuff in rachel and her personality and her giftings and i see stuff in you and your personality and your giftings that they perfectly complement each other in it if you started working together in your business and uh if you didn't try to like just if you're not just racing after money but if you're racing after the life freedom that this can give it can be a real blessing to your family wow he said so don't chase money if you do a good job that'll you had yoda uh, living next door this is your neighbor i know pretty close to our neighbor yeah 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 and um that's really what he said so i remember i remember those words and saying don't chase Mm -hmm. money but you know, do do it. Do a good job, and uh, what will happen is that you will be able to have the life freedom that you want. You'll be working hard because you know you know you're you work right. Yeah, living life on your terms doesn't mean you're not, you're not working. working at all. No, yeah. now you can design yeah, systems yeah. and processes yeah. so that you can make it way better. And so we're at a different place now than back at the beginning. But really, it ended up being that so that we you know we started building the business back in 2005, and we've, we're still doing that now. And um, we were able to watch our kids at every practice and volunteer at awesome. Kiss and Ride and see every morning performance. And, you know, it was, it so was crazy. So was Rachel already, so just so I'm clear, yeah. when you left then, she was already running the music school? Yeah. One location? Um, one location. How many locations do you guys have now? We have we have two physical locations yeah. and we teach in home in, so the first physical location was in Kleinberg, which okay. is in Vaughan. Um, north of the city, uh, so we teach. In, we have a studio there, and then we teach in home in in the Kleinbergy area. Kind of okay, yeah, yeah, Woodbridge that geographic area, area. Yeah, and then we opened up a second one um, in South Mississauga, so in Lorne Park, and that services uh, South Mississauga, kind of like around the 403 and down 427, yep. a little bit into Etobicoke, and then just on the just on the west side of the 403 in South Oakville. So that's awesome. kind of where we're serving. Yeah, good spot. Um, yeah, so there's a studio location there, and then we teach in-home in the poor credit area. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So she had been, she started the music school so uh, while she was a teacher in at Kleinberg Public School back in 2000, not, sorry, 1995. Wow, so she was yeah. a teacher and on the side started the music school? So <laughs> Rachel and I, when we were dating... Um, Pull the mic a little yeah, closer. Sorry. Yeah. When we were dating, uh, 
we would talk a lot, loved, loved to talk, and we had dreams, and we dreamt, and we talked about what would we like our life to be like? What did we want it to be like? And um, one of the things that we wanted was that uh, she wanted to be able to spend time and be at home with our kids. And I thought that was great, and um, that's how she grew up with her mom and her family. And um, so that was, that was the plan. Uh, so as she was teaching for a couple of years in the York Region Board of Education, um, and we started having our kids one and taking a leave and two and then taking a leave. How many kids do you we've have? Got right? three. Yeah. We've got three now. So um, it was really neat that um, families, because she's such a great, dynamic, beautiful, like we were talking about this yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. She's beautiful. She's smart. She seems she's like a big, dynamic. I don't know her too well, but she's, a big personality well, she's too. She's awesome. Yeah. She, yeah. yeah. And she's an amazing, amazing, amazing music educator and a business person. So people just, just by her being a teacher and doing her teaching function in the school system kind of it kind of they got that and they said you know what please teach our children like huh. after so school. she wasn't teaching music she was a core grade four teacher okay and then she taught she started and oh yes and, and grade seven and eight music okay that's what she okay, did got yeah. it got it okay yeah. she has like a music major and a uh, music major and a bio biochem major in school that's what she biochem music I, I know Holy what the heck smokes, man. yeah so she's yeah she's she's amazing so th- so families just asked her to please teach and she started teaching some kids privately after school in 1995 and then and then it just transitioned to I, okay we're not going to she's not going to go back to school anymore she decided she didn't want to do that and then just continued to teach a few more kids a few more kids and then we got a space in there and it just eventually blossomed to the, we started doing it together in 2005 and now was it always called the Gazon music from day yeah, one Gazon music studios okay yeah very cool I love yeah. the side hustle aspect of this it really that's exactly what it was it was I had her no side idea. hustle and I yeah. helped what I could yeah, do yeah, yeah, yeah. and do stuff and then um, you have a great location yeah. in Kleinberg there are you guys still there yeah, right yeah right Is that was was that the first location yeah it was first in Kleinberg United Church Oh, and, got it. Yeah. Okay, and then and then like within a year after we put a proposal together to say, hey, we want we'd like to buy this from you. They sold it to the city. No, <laughs> yeah, for a museum. It's like, oh, you're kidding me. So anyway, that's what we did. So anyway, we built out a commercial space, um, just across the street, and you know, yeah, it's a great it. spot. It yeah. is a great spot. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you, so you she, were there. Yeah, yeah. so she ran yeah. it out of there. Okay, so then when you decided when when Yoda your next door neighbor or neighbor yeah, gives neighbor, you this yeah. advice yeah that's like a light bulb moment of like maybe we'll start working together because well, you're you're almost a bit nervous right yeah because it's okay when you have you know you're making uh it was it was a nice income it's like more than a little side hustle a nice income that Rachel and business Rachel had built um great a great model and you know it just very profitable and all that kind of stuff um but then I had a really a really nice salary salary that was now out of the corporate world there and saying okay I'm not going to go back to this can I go back to should I go back to but you know all you want the comfort and the safety of an employment situation and then you realize wait a sec but it's it's almost a little bit it can be a little bit of an illusion thinking that it's that secure right so, you know, I, I, it was great having a mentor. It was great having this other voice that knew us, that wanted the best for us, and said, you know, and he, he's an entrepreneur himself, a serial entrepreneur, cool. CFO mm-hmm. with a bunch of different um, not-for-profit agencies, and you know a bunch of the names that were just very big. So he knows how that worked, and you knew what it was like for his family. And uh, great I said, advice. yeah, this is, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad he was there to support us in the early days. It's just helpful, right? A cool, so, so, then you le- so then when you left that, uh, that final job then yep. you went full time to working together yep. was to get did, did the second location in Mississauga already exist at that point you know what it it 
did in its very formative stages. It wasn't. Okay. It was very. So she's very, very entrepreneurial days. herself. She, then. She's yeah, off she there is. opening that second location. That yeah. takes guts. It it does. We had a certain model, a way to be able to scale it, um, like scale the expenses in a way so that the profitability and the margins yeah. were maintained. So that was. You know, we had a certain way of doing that, so we've been able to maintain that, that certain approach. way. Sounds like very smart way. Good for you. Nick yeah, for and us. I went used the opposite way. I think when we started in business, we just I think went that's you. Negative. No, no, yeah. I think that's you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. it is more me than Nick for sure. Nick, yeah. we just spend the money; it'll yeah, work out. It'll go. Yeah. Field of dreams, man. Yeah, build yeah, it. Build it. They'll come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so okay, cool. Good for you guys. So then you start working together, and then does that go smoothly at the beginning? Like, do you are you trying to figure out your place in life at this point? Like, is leaving tough. the corporate world and then yeah. coming into that is can be difficult it's tough i don't know but for you know they say oh guys are like this and i know i guess to some extent you know the the business card and the name on the card and it kind of defines your identity and the title and all that kind of so yeah and i you know i remember when i'm walking my kids to school as i'm working kind of full-time walking my kids to school and then a neighbor would go say hey so like what are you what are you doing now right i'm like yeah I'm, i'm doing this and it's like it's like it's almost embarrassing because they're yeah, thinking yeah. that it's this is a big fail. Totally, yeah. And they're it's a, sad for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now you're Mister. I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're you're taking care of the kids at home now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this yeah, is yeah. your only thing. Yeah, yeah. And it was like this was the on top of working in the business and building something for our family and it actually ending up well and and directionally even at that time it was moving in the right direction. So we thought there was hope awesome. for it. Awesome. But it was great as I got to bring my kids to school with my wife and lunch times and walking my dog it's just like this is a great it was great yeah i love the corporate world don't like it was awesome i love the experiences but this was awesomer if you can say awesomer yeah you know you totally can i remember um when i left and some people looking at me saying what you're gonna go do like what yeah and you got your real estate license like that just makes people a lot of people throw up in their mouths right away when they hear like you get your real estate license you you know (laughs) and then you're gonna go now you're leaving the corporate software kind of world which was good money like there's good money in that world. Right. And then now you're going to go do this. And I think people, I'll never forget one person told me, cause I, I, I was kind of doing both things for a little bit of time. And one okay. person said, uh, we had a, a good, I remember it was a March and it was, we had just started the business and it was March and Nick and I were like, wow, that was a good month. And I, on my close to the last day, uh, the software job I was in, I said, I'm quitting this March was, you know, kind of proved the model of the business to yep. me. And he looked up and said, well, you know, do you think that can be sustained? And I remember thinking, I'm not even, I have no doubt in my mind. Like I was so sold right. that I was going down this path. Like he was obviously concerned, but I was so like, of course, like, I don't understand uh, why, like, why, why would you even ask such a silly question? Like, right. you know, and then in June, it all came crumbling down where we didn't help any investors buy any properties. Cause Nick and I had run out. A lot of people talked to us about our business and they're like, I don't understand guys. You guys are obviously rich. Why don't you just keep buying all the properties? And we're like, well, first of all, we're not rich and we're just starting, you know, we have some properties and it's yeah. doing well, but we have mortgages to pay for and stuff right. and we have families and stuff and we right. can't keep buying properties. We're actually out of money. Yeah. yeah. You know, this whole business model is a mechanism for us to make more money to hopefully pay for the business, pay our mortgage on a family home with two young kids right. and hopefully save up some more money to buy more properties for ourselves. Right. So when you have people kind of look at you in that way that those neighbors do. And then some of my, some of my, my own kind of colleagues and stuff look at me and kind of like pat you on the head a little bit, like, well, good luck with that. And kind of send you off. You're just like, 
I, I hope I hope this kind of you know I hope this kind of works. Yeah, you, you know, you do want it to work. You, you do, and and but when you when you start, you know, there's a little bit of magic. I don't know if you I, and it's not mysticism or anything yeah, like yeah. that, but there is something. I and I rem- I really I remember sitting in my my office, my home office, and um, it hit me, and I said, there is magic when you create some kind of value for you know your client to something the value that they're looking for you create the value and they say yep and they give you some money because they want the value you create and it's like it just got it's yeah, that's magic it's i don't know that it's a simple thing but it makes the world turn yes it, it does and yeah. it's beautiful that you can be a part of that you know mm-hmm. that we can and, and that. i think it's, you're hitting on awesome. a big point here a lot of people in business in general and you're obviously not this this way and rachel's obviously not this way and i w- when i was younger I was this way, you focus on the money. You're like, well, I'm just going to go and try and make some money, you know? And then that way, you're not really focusing on the value and what you bring to the table and how you help people. And for a long time, I kind of couldn't understand the books I was reading, quotes by Zig Ziglar and stuff saying, you know, give people what they they need, right? Right. And and I, I just... I never understood like help people what they want to get and you will have everything that you have, everything that you want yourself. Right. right? And I never could quite grasp it. I'm like, well, how do I give people what they want? And now it's just very clear to me, you know, focus out who your customer is. Right. Think about what's going on in the mind of your customer and then provide the value solution to that problem that they're thinking about. Right. They will exchange that solution for money and the world works. I think, and I mean, you've honestly, you've been, I, I've got a list of some of my mentors that have been here that have been there here over the time, right? I started with Basil, but um, Sam Beckford for our music school business and um, Gita Nekarte, you know, for, for cool. marketing, consulting, like, or getting your message out in the media and stuff like that. But you guys have been so helpful to me, you, uh, Tom, Nick, and, and Paul DeBruzzo, it's been awesome. So um, one of the things that you helped me uh, think about is really about how do you articulate your value? To your cl- your client like who why what what do you do right so our business is centered around we're a music we're a music education company that's just what we are okay we know exactly who that we're looking for we're looking for families who have um, um, a very clear um, outcome that they're looking for and what they're looking for is to enhance their child's development okay so for different families they ask different questions when they say that you know how do we do this how do we do that but they're asking questions like um, how do I increase their confidence? How do I reduce the FaceTime on the computer, like on, a, on the screen? How do I get them to be successful off the field? You know, how do I, um, how do I get them to be um, more resilient? You know, these are the things that families, like you're, you're oh, dad. Those are great questions. No, but these are yeah. great questions, right? Yeah. And so, you know, people who are really intentional about wanting to be the best parent and have dreams for their kids, they ask these kinds of mm-hmm. questions and looking for the vehicles that help them to get those kinds of outcomes. A couple, you know, a few, it wasn't a couple of years ago, but a few years ago, Rachel and I sat and it just, it kind of, it kind of started to come up and crystallize that, you know, we are a, we are a great music education company. We are, our, our students, they, they become wonderful musicians. Some go off to university, some go off to these art schools. But for us, um, we see ourselves as more than, a, more than being about music, music and music lessons. And I know that sounds a little counterintuitive, but really we're here to help families, um, help families um, achieve that goal of being able to enhance that or enrich their kind of development. So how do you, how does that happen? So, you know, opportunities for um, opportunities to stand out, 
you know, I remember when I was playing, you know, you get the solo. My kids, when they were playing, because they took music lessons, they get to do the thing, you know, on at the, um, you know, the presentations at schools, right? We see our students doing that sort of thing. It's great. This one, now this one comes out of left field, and I hope you know it's true, but I'll tell you the story. Um, music, learning music, and learning to play the saxophone for me helped me get the girl. Yeah, oh, I'm sure it did. It did. No question in but, my heart about that. It was only one yeah, girl yeah. that I used to do it, <laughs> and it was Rachel. I sat in about knee-deep snow in the in the winter months in her backyard at about 9, yeah, 9, 30, 10, so it was pitch black. I had a tie and a suit on, and I'm playing my saxophone that Mr. No. Bob. No. Yeah, Bob Gray taught you're me how to romantic. You're obviously I a know, romantic. I know. I'm playing Summertime, and I got a little engagement ring, and it's burning a hot hole no. in my pocket. And so she I'm living at home with her parents? She's living at home with her parents, and she's in the up, she's in her room upstairs. No way. And there I am, and I'm playing her it. Her parents didn't come out Saturday. chasing you out of the backyard? No, but she had a little sister who was still at home, and she's like, oh, giggly, ooh, Milana, ooh, this is so exciting and romantic. And that's how, that's how I proposed to Rachel, and I got the girl and it's all because yeah. I played the tenor yeah. saxophone and what a jazz, cool story right so you know it's more than music lessons right it's about um, the things like executive functioning how do you how do kids become more resilient how do they p- learn to problem-solve self-regulate these kinds of things are um, these things are just so essential for us as we you know as we try to be successful in our lives as students, as kids. And you and think music helps on that in one facet, uh, one reason the, that music helps with some of that, you think, is it just um, exercises different parts of the brain yeah. or uh, the process of learning music and failing and then and then getting back up and trying again, that teaches them some skills? Or I guess it's all no. of that, by the way, you're nodding. This is, yes, yeah, and yeah. you're saying it all. I don't yeah. know, did you, read, did you read the memo before we came? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, 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 I'm but just trying is, to think. No, like, but it's exactly it, right? So I'm trying know, to think why I didn't go to, to have it, why I don't have any music. <laughs> Music skills. All my lack in life now, I can kind of just point to like I have no music skills. Man, no. Imagine <laughs> if you had been, <laughs> been a musician going forward. It's Damn. crazy. Oh my goodness. But anyway, no. But that's that's it. So that's how we see ourselves, right? How we see ourselves helping with helping parents get what they want for their kids and they help them fulfill their dreams as parents for their children. And you know, it's cool hearing you say, say that because your body language changes and you start smiling when you're describing this whole thing. So oh, it's no. very cool to see oh, how really? okay, how yeah. you believe in this so much that Absolutely. you're absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's abs- absolutely, you know, it's so, it's so true. And, um, it was true for us. So did, did that, so too. did the business help? So when you went to start working with, with Rachel, I guess you weren't, these are pr- some advanced thoughts you're having about how to articulate the message of your business and stuff. Right. When you started with her, was it just at a survival point? Like how do we get new, you know, new yeah. customers? Yeah. Well, you know, again, Rachel had created something beautiful, a wonderful, a wonderful offering. And so for me coming out of like, um, e-commerce and, you know, MBA businessy stuff and corporate world. I had all these understanding of systems and how do you scale things and how do you count this and how do you count that. So, really, I was trying to give um, system and structure to help her scale. Oh, so you guys what were a built. good match. Okay, so yeah. you came in and just tried to organize what was going on. Super valuable. Just to make it so we could we could actually get to um, deliver this this benefit to more families. In a sustainable way for us. Did you, and okay, that's a key point. Sustainable way. Did you ever get to a point where it wasn't looking like it was sustainable, and you weren't going to make a mortgage? Well, uh, oh. a, a life payment of some sort, mortgage, oh. groceries, steaks for the barbecue, whatever. Um, you you all, you often wonder about that kind of stuff because you're. You, and you a lot of people, and the reason I'm asking yeah, you yeah. is a lot of people ask us who are in the corporate world. They're like, well, Tom, 
I'm scared because I don't know if I'll make my mortgage payment for my family. Like that's right. holds a lot of people back. And I get that question a lot. So I'm just wondering, did you hit that point? I, th- I think the thing that's neat about entrepreneurship is that w- there's that idea that you must make this work so that things work out, right? And there's a yeah. neat thing about that. But the, 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 there's like this corollary to that concept is that you get to focus on what you think must be focused on to make it work. You choose. And there's wonder, that's, that's uh, a lot of power. There's a lot of power in that. And uh, it's invigorating and rewarding to be able to think this is what needs to be done go do it or don't but if you go do it then then you, you'll probably get the outcome that you want so I, I love that that's like a big risk mitigation totally. strategy yeah. right so i thought you were going a different way and this is really more what I, we tended to experience though it was that the way we we had to evolve the way we ran our business to continue to be able to scale it so that the business didn't suck sure, all the life sense. from us. So, you know, Normal. Like layering yeah. on technology systems, you know, tools and stuff like that. So there were points, you know, these kind of hurdles where as we grew and grew, yeah, you're, you end had up to break, do Or you're going to break. You're going to blow, you're blowing you're gonna, your brains out. It's yeah, crazy, yeah. right? So that's And it. I find in business, you just, you grow a little bit. I had once an accountant tell me saying, hey, look, from years of working with business owners, you grow a little bit and then you kind of, plateau a little bit as you're putting in new systems or new marketing or new processes, then you grow a little bit again. And each one of those growth periods can possibly break you. And that's what Nick and I have found. Just there's different periods that it's like everything seems to be running well. And then all of a sudden something happens and you're like out of control again a little bit until you get some more processes and more stuff in place. Right. And uh, it's a it's challenging. It can test you. It can test your relationship between you and Rachel as well. Well, yeah, because this was her thing. Yeah. <laughs> this was her, her thing. Her thing. And here's, and, here's and Mr. Corporate, ex-IBM banker, dude. Big, fancy ideas. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I, I have to take my hat off to her. She was incredibly gracious. Um, I know it wasn't easy because I'm not, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not particularly easy, I think, at times. I know that to be true. Um, but we were... You know, at the end of the day, we were on the same page and um, we were both trying to make the business better to serve more families, to get the benefit that we got our, as ourselves as we were when we were kids growing Very up with cool. music and what we were able to give to our own family and our three kids with music. Because I feel lessons. like all your all your kids are in sports, no? I feel like they, they all are. They are, like high-level sports. Yeah, I know. And they become very good musicians, good athletes, Yeah, so nice they were people. able to, so you're, you're juggling, what are their ages now? So my eldest is 21. Wow. Yeah, yeah okay. so he's finishing university right now. Awesome. And he played varsity football there at awesome. Waterloo. Um, oh, he went to Waterloo. Yeah, Look I at know, you. I know. I know. Wow. I don't know the if next generation else is going to through. Waterloo. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, but then he went, so that's pretty cool. Um, and so he's finishing school this year, and he's just working with an internet startup marketing firm awesome. in Waterloo. So that's him. His little brother, he's 19. He plays junior A hockey. He graduated last year, and he's been working um, and playing hockey and got just got accepted into a bunch of schools waterloo awesome. included very so that's cool cool so he he may go to school in canada this year or maybe in the states we'll see how all that works out um and our third daughter our third child my daughter she's going to be 17 and right now she and rachel are in vegas oh man i, I knew know. i knew you mentioned see, rachel I, I didn't know they were together well, that's and why rachel's not here very right cool because right? they're very in cool. vegas right now so they, they're at like north america's largest rugby comp uh 
rugby tournament. Right oh my now. gosh, because your daughter's on this rugby team. Yeah, she made provincials. That's provincial right. Rugby you team. I forgot about in that. In one year, she's it's because she never played rugby before. She just played. She played one year at school because she played soccer. We, yeah, remember I remember. Kids yeah, were yeah, soccer yeah, on the same, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, same field, back to yeah. back sort of thing. And um, yeah, so she made the switch to rugby because some of her friends were in that, and she's just taken off with. She Gee, loves it. I'm terrified of rugby. I'm scared of rugby. <laughs> I, At least with hockey, you got equipment all over your something. Your, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Any she she loves it, wow. and she's doing great. Good for her. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, awesome! And what a great mom daughter trip. Yeah, Holy I smokes! Know it's so much fun. So they were at the they were at the Vegas Knights game last last night. No I way. I didn't even stay. I couldn't. I wanted to watch it while they were watching to kind of share yeah, the that's, experience. Oh, past my bed. Time. Yeah, it, but that's what happened. It's like okay, it's not they're not winning. I'm just yeah. like, I gotta go to bed. Even if it's the Leafs playing on the West Coast after yeah. the second period, I'm like, okay, go. you know what? I'm just gonna crash. Yeah. It's not a playoff game here. I just can't do it anymore. I, I it's know. it's I sad. Totally, I know. I fall asleep on Saturday nights <laughs> at about nine thirty yeah. with the game on. Oh, and the kids laugh at that's me. That's like a dream. If we have a go out for a great meal on Saturday, yeah. Yeah. have a couple glass of wine, maybe come home, have a glass of wine, watch a bit of the Leaf game, and fall asleep. Like I'm in like this is heaven. Yeah. But usually it doesn't happen. Usually I'll 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 watch the Leaf game and we'll watch a movie or something okay. and then i'll fall then asleep fall with the asleep. family <laughs> i i don't think i can get through second period uh, then i'll, I'll yeah, wake yeah, up again yeah, yeah, right now yeah. kind of watch it yeah, again, yeah yeah but yeah, it's yeah. like oh, yeah it's a bit embarrassing yeah, yeah. oh no, it's totally good yeah. it's totally good it's, it's so they event. all play so they were in school playing yeah. high level sports yeah. and music lessons at the same yeah. time they played different they managed to manage yeah. the homework and the school that's they yeah, so they were they're focused it's quite a it's quite a bit it's not it's not easy right yeah but again we you know school um you know spirituality yeah and sport high level sport that's what we did as kids and we wanted that for our family and um it's just you get so much from it the, f- the relationships mm-hmm. the challenges the experiences the memories the uh, the ups and downs because it's yeah. kind of you see totally. you know it's not all it's not all better roses no not all roses with. yeah yeah so. um Okay, so then how does the transition come to, you're, you, you're in the business, yeah. and then at some point you decide to think about real estate investing? Right. Like, is that, like, this is another crazy idea. I know, you it, have. I know it is. Because <laughs> real so estate weird. investing is not a normal idea for the mass masses of Canada. Right. You know, one mortgage broker once told me a high level, the guy who does a lot of volume, and I don't know if the stats changed, it's been a few years ago, he said 4% of all mortgages in Canada are by real estate investors. Okay. And every investor I've ever met owns usually more than one right, property. That's thing. So, that so it's like that four percent. Like, is, it, that is that like a one or two percent kind of thing, or right. even less? Right. But um, and again, the stat might be different right now. But it's a, it's a fairly kind of crazy adventure. Before you met us, I don't even know. Before you had met, met us, had you already gone into the real estate investing world? So when um, just before I got we got married in '94, I moved out because I was working on uh, another master's degree. And I was at, at at IBM, found a basement apartment in Willowdale. Okay. And I, it was this this older the older Italian lady. She was about four foot something, and her and her daughter, uh, the Fimianis, they were wonderful people. They rented their basement apartment. It was a beautiful and clean basement apartment in Willowdale at like I think it was five fifty a month, and they didn't work, and they had they had other properties, and I, I just. That just struck me. I said, okay, so you're not working and you are renting your basement apartment and you seem to be living okay, not lavish, but comfortable. And I, I made a mental note of that. I said, you know what, Rach, when we get our first house, we're going to get a house that can have a basement apartment to help us like accelerate through our mortgage. So our first house in Thornhill, 
it we had it good was, for you guys it was a bungalow and i put a basement apartment in there it's like i don't know how i did what that stuff but man we're going to do it so we did it and we had a bunch of nice really nice couples kind of coming that were starting out themselves and lived in our basement apartment and um then no, was noise an issue ever it was so then yeah. when we moved yeah because you know we have three little kids yeah, yeah, i have yeah. boys my boys yeah. were like jumping yeah. balls on the yeah. floor it's like yeah. she, she, she can't do it right so we said okay we want to do this again um when we move to our next place we have to have a different setup but god please help us find a, an, a house that has an apartment that's not in the basement. Yeah, yeah. So we found the place that we're living in right now. So I was our, our kind of our first separate rental, but it's a separate building on our existing home in. Oh, no way. Poor credit. Yeah. It's so a cool. apartment. Oh, so cool. Yeah. So it's great. So the kids can drop whatever they want on the floor. We can bounce around yeah. and they've you got have their Fonzie. own door. You have Fonzie in the backyard. <laughs> that's how old I am. I just think of that. I'm like Fonzie's in the back. Exactly. Our Fonzie's named Judy. And yeah. Judy. Oh, okay. yeah she's, like, she's about 70. So I don't know. Okay. Different type of Fonzie. Yeah. But it's great. So she has her own space, own front door. There's It's self-contained. It's like. Awesome. Yeah. That's, that's perfect. Amazing. That's as good as you can it's get. It's amazing. So yeah. So we've been, I guess quote unquote landlords since 96, wow. yeah. okay. 97 maybe I yeah, guess, yeah. in that format. Okay. But I mean, your, your question is a great one. So like, why did we do yeah. this? We've always liked real estate on some level, but it would be just our houses. Our families weren't entrepreneurs. Our families didn't have more than their house, maybe a cottage. Rachel's parents had a cottage at one point. Got it. Okay. So this was groundbreaking for both of you guys. It was and scary for us and scary for the family sure. around us. It's like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Right. But I know, um, being entrepreneurs, we didn't have uh, we didn't have a retirement plan, right? It just whatever we do. Yeah. So I, it was I guess in 2014, I looked into the future and I said, oh my goodness, if we don't do something, we're screwed. What are we yeah. gonna do? Yeah. I mean, I want to live in this house if I want to. I don't want to sell it and then live. But I want to live in this house. So we started doing some research. And like everybody says the same thing. You search online and blah blah blah. And there you go, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dominic. We found you exactly. <laughs> Hello. And, yeah, and I got. Sucked into the marketing vortex. Uh, damn, that's yeah, yeah, exactly what that's what yeah, it was. Because once we get our hands oh on you, goodness. that's it. We're locked I put in. in the email <laughs> and my address, and I started getting all this stuff. I still have all your marketing collateral, and I have all stages. Do you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I said, man, these guys know how to do it. <laughs> I am so wanting to find out more. And then, so it took me a few months. Yeah, but once I got, I. I that's actually I pretty can't. good. Many people take a few years to come out. A few months. And then, you know, I met you guys and you set me up with, you know, cool. I eventually met Paul and yep. then we bought our first uh, property. And it's like, okay, great. Now I can model this out with what I learned at Simcor about business modeling in our business. Say, like, great. This is if we do this and if we do that, then this will be a nice sizable chunk of cash flow for our retirement. So you actually years. extrapolated out into the future. Yeah. Cause so I had, you know how few people do that? Even real estate investors. I'm shocked that you do that. That's amazing. I, but I see, I, I was looking into the future. Yeah. I said, this is not going to be what I want. Yeah. So I said, okay, how can I, how can I create something that will just give us some money? Now, you know, every, you can't make the future happen, but what you can do is increase the likelihood that it'll happen. Totally. So you, just because it's on a spreadsheet doesn't make it so, right? No. <laughs> the numbers can change. Yeah, they yeah, can yeah. change. And they do change. Yes. However, I just said, okay, I need, what I need to do is be able to put something in place. If we can, Rachel will put something in place so that, you know, if this works out and we manage to it, you know, we'll come close to something like that. And that's what the plan was. So that's what we did. And we said, okay, what kind of property would we think make it easiest for us to do that? And, you know, that's why we ended up doing the multifamily. Yeah. Um, and that's still and, your and preference, right? Multifamily stuff? Yeah. I guess it's like, when do you, for us, it's like, okay, when do you need the money? 
when do you you know right yeah, what yeah, kind yeah. of money do you need how many places do you want to actually get up the emotional stuff up to go and buy and to go and like for me it's just, like i like efficiencies right i learned that that's yeah. kind of what i am so for me and our family it's like okay yeah if i can if i can have you know three four you're five, buying in bulk basically fam- yeah, yeah, yeah put them under two or three ruse and in a couple of different locations mm-hmm. and that that makes sense for me. So that's the way we've done and it. And you weren't, I find people coming from a corporate background often are really stock market people because, you know, in the, you know, when I was in the corporate world, okay. it was like matching contributions to the stock market and you invest inv- right. and your RRSP was matched. I forget what I, I think I gave 3%. They matched 3%. Yeah. I, I forget what yeah. it was. So that just naturally got you to be a believer in the stock market. And all your investing was in the stock market. Right. Um, it never really worked out that way for me. But was no. that not the allure for you? Did you, you know, like why? Why did you even evaluate real estate? Was it just because you had done it for so long, it felt natural? Well, um, well, we had been landlords. Like, yeah, for so that's what unit. it was. Yeah, so yeah. it's like okay, you if, know, the, all the fears of like, okay, what they're going to do is they're going to come in and burn down your house, and they're going to do this, and they're going to blow. They the didn't tops exist. on and all that kind of stuff, and they'll never pay the rent yeah. and all that kind of. Okay, no, you're so, doing a good job. You're right? doing a good job of summarizing but, all but you of know it. What it yeah, is, right? absolutely. All those yeah. things. It's like yes, they could do all of those things, but. And maybe they do some of those things. Yeah, yeah. But you're managing it, and you're around, and you're trying to be active, and you're trying to create a blessing for people who want to receive the blessing from you yep. by being in your properties. And you yeah. try to do. Yeah, your it best. works out well. When it works out, it works out so well. Yeah, and then when it doesn't work out so well, it, you over time you build up confidence yep. and a little bit of resilience in yourself and oh. belief that okay, this is going to work. It's not going to kill us, and it's mm-hmm. going to work through. Yeah, yeah, and that, it's yeah. kind of why I like what you're doing with kids, with your sport, with your kids' sports and music. I mean, I think we all need to teach everyone that you need resiliency, and if you have it, you can go invest in real estate, and you right. are going to get punched around sometimes. There is going to be a right. tenant who doesn't leave or doesn't pay, or there's going to be an unexpected furnace repair or, or the an unexpected that, flood that wipes out. The, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like one of my units. Yeah, the whole mm-hmm. thing, and. If you can, but if you can handle that stuff and survive, yeah. the 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 payouts or the benefits of it are massive. Right, because then you get to stay. Yeah, like you could start and then you get to stay and continue to. You just stay, stay in the game. Right. You know, yeah. uh, many times Nick and I have wanted to tap out on some properties. You know, there's been a property or two where both of us have had the conversation of like, just sell this piece of shit right now. Right. This property, just get rid of this this property. But every once, in a, but it's usually the other one that says you know what, let's just take a breath. We're a little emotional right now. Let's just stay in the game. Right. We'll fix it up. We know what to do. And it's always been the right move. And sometimes we laugh looking back, like, can you believe we almost sold that property? Right. Wouldn't have that been the biggest mistake we ever made? And we're not trying to characterize it like, this is all easy path. No. And we have no, no fear. Far from we don't that. Get stressed out. No. It's not like that. Right? No. It's like the it's panic fearful conversation and with stressful. Your spouse, like, yeah. you did what? You better fix yeah, that yeah, or yeah. whatever. It's like, oh my goodness. It's your lawyer's. It's, it, it's, Right? This is all part of it. So it's all part of it. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, okay, this is kind of how it comes. And I guess you kind of learn to just deal. It becomes a little bit it. normal, right? And as you grow, a little bit, a little, yeah. but not totally. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Um, yeah. If you eventually your network builds as well, which makes it a little easier. You know, some heating guys and you know, some handymen and you know, some right. people and you just lawyers, you know, a good right. lawyer. And your team. What you're your talking team. about as a team. And you guys help us. You you help us. Yeah, with yeah the thank team. you. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. Right. Your your coach helps you. You guys help. Um, the you know the people. I'm in the VIP group, and that's been wonderful to bounce off business. Yeah, ideas. you guys you are a good group. All, right? Yeah, it's you, a good you group. Give yeah, us yeah. opportunities for that. So it, all that makes it easier for you to manage through the thing that you wouldn't want to necessarily do all by yourself and 
carry the whole weight by yourself. That's sometimes that could be maybe a little a bit lot. More than you yeah. prefer to do. Totally. I remember when I first started flipping properties and I was flipping one with somebody on the team here and uh, it was it was Ruben, this one particular property, and I told my wife, We're gonna make a hundred thousand bucks easier on this property. Like, Carol, this is gonna be easy. This I don't understand. This is, I, I'm surprised that more people aren't doing this, you know. And uh, it was a horror show for like almost a year and we finally flipped and sold it and we did profit it was about 40 grand and we split it and i just realized oh my gosh this is you know when we couldn't sell the property and then we had to invest more into this particular property um to to put in some granite counters and stuff and i remember driving home and telling my wife hey we got to take more money that way so we're paying the monthly mortgage it was mortgage property tax insurance and then we're taking more money to put into this to try and bring it up money so pit. Yeah, yeah, you know. And I remember thinking, oh, maybe I'm not so smart at this thing I anyway. Know. But anyway, you work it out and stuff. Yeah. But what's interesting is my son is now working as a produce clerk in a grocery store oh, here awesome. in, in Oakville, and yeah. he has multiple bank accounts, and he's saving up for his first property. And I'm not pushing this on him at all. Okay. I did maybe uh, kind of, sort of force him to read Rich Dad Poor Dad when yeah, he was my, about twelve or thirteen. The, my kids, all of them. Oh my god, cash flow quadrant. Yeah, yeah, cash flow like, quadrant's oh, no, legendary. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, know. yeah, 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 totally. So he now has a separate bank account and he's like, why okay. do I have this bank account again? But now he gets it. Now he's talking about he wants to beat his uncle. He's like, when did Uncle Nick buy oh, his so first property? And like 21, he's like, I want to beat him. Oh, so so cool. uh, I will see how it goes. I don't right. necessarily want to push him into that, right. but I'm happy he's thinking along those lines. And I and I try to give him the information that he can decide. Right. right. He's young. You know, the male brain, I don't think, is fully what, developed until like 20. He's turning 17. 17. Yeah, this year. Yeah. And crazy. Eh? crazy. He's driving his own car now. Listen to this. We uh, oh. So uh, Nick's wife got a new car. Okay. We buy her old car, which is a Kia Sportage, a white okay. Kia yeah. Sportage. Definitely not the young kid, young guy's dream mobile, but that's what, that's what he's driving. His friends just nicknamed, I just discovered this nickname, the car, the cow, because it's white, but it's got like black, kind of like black, like (laughs) side mirrors, black light grill, you know, so it's kind of got like that look of spotty cow. Yeah. Yeah. So they call it the cow. So he's like, dad, I'm going to take the cow. And I'm like, what's the cow? He's like, oh, that's the nickname for my car. You know? (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it, at this age, and I, yours are old, you know this age and older, so yeah. you've been through this. But to see him start going out and driving around it's and craziness, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It is craziness. It, it, I, it, like, I can't believe this is what's happening. It totally freaks me out. It uh, freaks, me. and I'm used to driving him everywhere, and right. I like those times. Like, I genuinely like that time to drive to the practices. Love it's it. Done. Yeah, like Rachel not, and Rachel is the one who drives Elia mostly to her to her, her rugby practice. Yeah, yeah. I get to go and do some of it too. All the hockey practices, yeah, soccer yeah. practices. Those are such a great time. Like, oh. I complained a lot about it. I'm not going to kid you. Sometimes I was oh, tired, yeah, but I co- but I did appreciate every moment of right. it. And I st- still, some of his soccer stuff that's further away in the winter now, we're still driving him. Yeah. But I cherish those moments together. Exactly. Man. I use this, oh, it's too stormy. You can't drive the car by yourself. Yeah, I have yeah. to bring you. Because yeah. I, I want to bring you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I want to hang out. Yeah, I tell Aiden, I'm like, you know what? I'm really going to miss these chats. And you don't know this now, but I'm really upset that you're going to drive. <laughs> Your dad's yeah. a sap, okay. man. I'm so gonna it's miss not the... just me. No, then. I'm telling okay. him the same thing. I'm like, dude, your dad's a okay, sap. I'm good. totally gonna miss all these conversations. We're in good and, company. Yeah. Same thing. Totally. Oh, that's totally. So, so uh, any of your, so you force them to read, or you talk about cash flow quadrant? No, they you, read it. They, they read. read Rich awesome. Dad for, and it was like, okay, and now here's a chapter. Okay, now let's talk. What did you learn? <laughs> 
like, oh, at one point, one oh. summer, I made Aiden do a presentation. I'm like, take the top three points you like from the book. And now you're going to verbally present them back oh. to us because I want you to learn how to speak in front of people and stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, it was just ridiculous. But I personally just got a lot of satisfaction out of doing that. Right. I once read a book that said, you know, you kids will your kids will listen to you really intently until they're about 13. And then depending on every different child, they'll start to lose it okay. at that point forward. And Aiden, uh, my daughter's still turning 13 this year. Oh, no. um, yeah. And my son is now turning 17, yeah. as we mentioned. But he's been really good. I think he's continued to listen to me uh, so far. Now I can tell his friends are taking priorities on certain things. Yeah. But he's such a good guy. I'm so blessed. Yeah. I and see him at the event sometimes. I say, oh, yeah, yeah. So cool. It's cool. Yeah, I feel really, really blessed. And my daughter uh, is so fantastic. So the whole journey. So you with three kids, it's just a, it's a fun, it's a fun it's, journey you're on. It's been wonderful to be able to be around it. Yeah. To, to kind of really feel like I can't honestly say. Yeah. Uh, but you've seen a yeah. lot of it because you left the corporate that's job. Ex that's exactly. Like that you are living life on your terms. And, and yeah. although it's stress with properties and Sometimes, your business yeah, and stuff, yeah. it's, no, you're doing would, what you want to do. I would not trade it. Would not trade it would not trade it this I'm, is, I'm it's been awesome i'm just fascinated about when you had that voice in your head saying if i don't quit now when would i quit like, well, i would be afraid, i'll be afraid i'll to be quit. afraid to i'm yeah. fascinated at trying to figure out where that comes from yeah you know like, like i said for our kids um it's really you know that it's 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 sports there's music academics and i guess the fourth pillar would be the spiritual aspect yeah yeah so we yeah. want that's part of, of course it's important to rachel and i yeah yeah um, we tried to model that and help our kids understand that. And so um, as much as we have teams and I, we bring in mentors, sometimes we pay for mentors or they sometimes just want to help us and to give back, um, we also have that other spiritual mm -hmm. guide that's in our lives, God's in our lives. And I, you know, I, I brought my book here that I got my Your Life, Your Terms notes yeah. and also my things that it's like before God, what is it that I... Is it okay to pursue this? How would I think formulate that? What about this? And so it was my wife. It was my first house. It was my first investment property. It's, you know, you know, what's this next business venture that we're thinking about doing, you know, in the next year or two? Like, how is that going to be formulated? It's all, it's all in these kinds cool. of books. Yeah. Cool. So before I ask you more about your business again, just your kids, do you think, <laughs> have any of them showed, any, have they any of them asked questions about business or real estate yet? Or, do, or is they, they're like, that's your stuff. I'm on my own journey. Yeah. So... I guess my eldest one has been, and he's older, he's been very much more interested in, in the process. I mean, they've worked, they did, de, you know, that demo day. You ever watch that Reno show? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know what it's, yeah, what it's yeah. called, the, the yeah. husband and wife thing. Yeah, and they go and rip down yeah, different yeah, houses and okay, stuff. So yeah. we I had, stopped watching those like 10 years ago, yeah, but I know yeah. all the types okay, of shows you you're go, talking right. about. So, yeah. so we, we did. De we took the boys out to do demo day cool. at one of our properties, fun, just tear apart the basement, you know, when we were doing the Reno there. Um They've done work at the properties and stuff like that. Just kind of say, this is kind of what we do. It's not, it's, we, 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 we farm out lots of the stuff, but some of it, you just be involved in the process. So they've seen that. Um, certainly we've had lots of conversations about entrepreneurship and the pros and cons and uh, corp, the corporate world and why my heart is for them to be entrepreneurs, not for me, but for, for them to be able to enjoy the benefits around family and to be able to try and control your income if you you want to, sure, or to yeah, manage yeah, your yeah. risk. That's a those are nice benefits. Those are nice blessings for them. Uh, I, I I thought it was great for me, and I said, you know, guys, we'd love this to be for you. So my eldest one, he's finishing school. He's just start. He's like kind of the number two person in a um, 
an internet awesome. marketing startup awesome. in Waterloo. Awesome. Lead Bungie. There yeah. you go. So there's your plug, guys. Cool. Um, so he's just doing that online marketing and copywriting and funnel building and all that kind of stuff. He's just so interested in that and wants to, you can't wait to, you can't, I almost have to hold him back. It's like, okay. Where's he learning about funnel building well, and copyright? Do, is, I, I, from me, because I had to awesome. learn this stuff from you, from you guys. Yeah. You sucked me into the vortex. I was going to say, who did, yeah, not everybody knows about this I stuff. I know. Yeah. We've had this conversation for years. I said, Tom, you know I'm here, not uh, just for the real yeah, estate, yeah, 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 but yeah, because yeah. of the business, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah right? totally. Of course. Okay, yeah. I said, this more is and it. more people have been telling us that I actually. I know. And it's, yeah. and it's a good thing, right? Yeah. Because you've, you're doing some neat things and you're sharing, you're open-handed about that. So anyway, I that, so he's been very engaged with that. Um, what was the name? What was that the name of that info, uh, that tool, the info website tool? Which one? The um, You made me just think about infomercials for a no, second. No, I'm like, no, you're no, talking no, about the, the slap no, chop no, or no, something? The, the one that you, you built out your first. Your, oh, the real estate renegades? Yeah, that yeah, website. And what? that site build it is site the tool I used. Okay, it. So yeah. I had a project for, for my, no. my second one uh, two or three years ago. I said, look. You're playing hockey, okay, no problem. You're doing all this development, but you don't have a summer job. When I was 16 or 15, I worked at Canada's Wonderland, and you're not just going to be sleeping in all day every day. So, so basically, for the summer, he had to build out. Oh, now, cool. It's not operating, but no, I wanted no, to no. Learn but the you pro- just understand principles. the you understand Here's the principles. Yeah. Okay, so now figure out your target market, and now you're going to figure out the content, and this is how this works. So you had to go through the and build out a little bit of a. I site. think that site just build it guide is probably the best piece of education it, you it could give helpful. someone. Yeah. Yeah. So we did that for the lesson gurus. Yeah, yeah, you know, we've it. done that ourselves for awesome. our own business. But I wanted him to have the, uh, an understanding of that as well. And then, um, so for the, for Elia, you know, same poor Elia, she has the same goes through thing. the same process. And she could see that I get this little look in my eye, and then their eyes just bug up, and they go, "Oh Uh-oh. no!" And I said, "Come on!" And I just tap yeah, the seat yeah. beside me, and then we have our little chat. It's funny. I've made Aiden do the same, same stuff. Yeah, I'm waiting now for Sienna. She's about due to do yeah, that stuff right. as well. She's at 13. Yeah, man. yeah, you better yeah. Hurry yeah up I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah Dropping so the ball here. I'm not expecting. Very cool. I know. So yeah. So I, you know, I want them to understand it. Just like, just like my friends or families or business people, like I want to share what we've learned because you guys just shared what you've learned. I want to share what we, just to make it better and easier for them as well. Totally. That's, that's just my heart, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think if we're all doing that the stuff together, it helps us all. Helps the community. It helps us all have a good I life think together. So. Why? Why not? Yeah, like, you, the, it's it's not going to take from you. Yeah, I almost yeah. F- uh, agreed. I almost feel like why aren't the why has nobody started teaching some of these business building, but specific for small like for a business to get off the ground and grow? Why are we not teaching these things? The stuff I learned in university around business was so generic. I couldn't really apply it very well to in getting university a university or in high school in university. Okay, yeah, both. And for me, uh, my high yeah. school was yeah. Nobody took the business courses in my yeah. high school. I, I took one, and I discovered that the teacher was using the chapter reviews. The third question of every chapter review question was the test. Uh-huh. I figured this out. I got a ninety-seven percent in Bam. that class. <laughs> Figure out the system. <laughs> it's the best class. Yeah, right? that's awesome. <laughs> but um, anyway, um, yeah, the, my university stuff wasn't too helpful. It sounds like yours might have been a bit better. It was helpful because it was helpful more in the corporate setting because yeah, you know, uh, absolutely around the table with yes. these managers and they absolutely. all have NDAs from absolutely. here and there. It's like I agree with that a hundred percent. And I took a lot of value from the corporate world. Like when I was at uh, at Oracle and then Netsuite, I learned a lot of stuff. I met great, amazing, fantastic people, and I learned how these businesses grow. I could right. see it from the inside. Right. They trained, they invest, and trained us a lot as well. So yeah, I took a lot of right. skill away from yeah, that. I think that invaluable. set me on the uh, inv- invaluable. Absolutely. Yeah. So what's next for 
the Gazon music and your school. Yeah. Where, where are you guys? What's the? Is there a next thing or continue doing what you're doing? Yeah, we're continuing to do what you're doing. I mean, over the last three years, you know, you pull can, the mic, pull yep, the mic. Sorry. Over the last three years, we've been trying to create um, an online marketing system that was sustainable, creating leads and you know, costs. that's the holy grail. It if you get that figured gra- out, that's know, the holy grail. So I, over the last six months, that's been locked down. It's month to month to month to month, and it's cool. Great. So we're we're blowing out the doors on certain things. That's that's just been wonderful from our business standpoint. And it's like, okay, so. What what would be the next approach to um, to kind of scaling the business and getting it out to others? So we're investigating that now. So we have some we have different um, uh, I guess different consultants that we're working with to help us say, okay, what's the best way to structure this? And basically, it's piggybacking on something you're always saying. You know, building an asset. Well, we have an asset in our business, but we have a business with processes that that is an asset that can be. Totally replicated for others to, to benefit other people too. So that's what we're looking at right now. Very cool. Yeah, so how do we license those models? How do we, you know, that, it that would be great. that's the business within the business. That's it, very, very cool. It is. Yeah. And it's kind of like up the value ladder. Let's yes. The road. So yeah. that's what we'd like to do because it's been such a wonderful thing for us. And so you mean even maybe specifically for other music school owners who would yeah. want to use some of the systems that have been successful for you? Yeah. Because what we've seen over, we've seen over the years, um, that, it's it is a bit of a struggle for people. Like if you're only working, if you're teaching all the lessons and you're doing all the administration and all that kind of stuff, it's great because okay, maybe you have lower costs on some levels, but you are actually going crazy doing it all yourself, and you don't have you haven't built a lifestyle business, and it's not scalable. It's just too much. Yeah, you're right? t- you're, you are the business, and you're freaking out and right. breaking down. Right, and so that that actually is it, it actually hurts the business, and it doesn't grow, and sometimes it fails. So we've seen that. Um, we've seen it with some friends who had the businesses. We've seen it just with competitors who have those businesses. And it's like, you know what? We have figured out a way for our business to be a best a blessing to our family, and it's like. It's documented. It's it's been repeatable. It's been this way for years. It's like okay, great. Let's how do we how do we put that in a, a bit of a box, and then how do we get it out to the market? So we're trying to, we're we're trying to work through that right now, saying okay, how do, how would we do that? It'd be great to help other existing businesses, music schools, and then other people who are saying, you know what, I'm a music teacher or I, I'm a budding entrepreneur. I'd like to do this, but what I'd like to do is find something, find a a, a business opportunity that I if I follow the principles. And if I follow the systems and I learn, I'm open that I've really, I significantly increase my my chances of success and and doing and experiencing what they're experiencing, which is like us and our in our very uh, cool music studio. So, very cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So I'm, um, you know, fingers crossed. It's you know we've been working on this for a little while, and um, so I'd love to be able to say yeah, it's launched in in the next little while. People that are interested, you know, reach out to us. Cool. Um, well, we well you know works. what in a little while we'll have you back. Okay, talk yeah. about this stuff. Okay, Maybe you and Rachel yeah, and, you know, yeah. um, you, Anthony, I just want to say something. You know, we feel blessed to be able to cross paths with someone like yourself and your family. Yeah. You guys are such amazing people. Yeah, so here fun. at Rockstar, to be able to work with you, I mean, it makes it all worth it for us because real estate, as we talked about, and now that we run Rockstar as a brokerage and that kind of stuff, it's very painful sometimes. <laughs> and it's not always, you know, feeling like it's living life on your terms. Right. But um, the overall benefit of being able to kind of play a small role and working together with you the way we have interacted over the years, it really means a lot to us. Right. So this is a two-way street. Okay. So well, that's, that's great. Yeah, I yeah. just want you to know that. Like it, we kind of, Nick and I sometimes can't believe on, 
the quality of people that we get to work with. So just thank you for trusting us. And uh, buying properties is a big deal. So putting trust in a couple crazy guys with their team and their coaches and well, stuff like that. But you're from Mississauga, right? We are born uh, born in Toronto, raised in Mississauga. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, was, I was born in Don Mills, or born in Ottawa, yeah, yeah, and now yeah, living in yeah, Toronto. Yeah, so yeah. that's not so bad. So there's something <laughs> happening. It's okay. There's some kind of a connection. Yeah, yeah. But certainly it's absolutely felt and shared like from our perspective to you guys it's been a wonderful experience and i appreciate all that you shared and um very yeah, cool it's been fun very cool so degazon music uh is the website can you spell it out let's yeah, get it so clear it would be go.degazonmusic.ca so that's go.degazonmusic.ca okay that's our landing page got and, it um if you're just looking for uh um one of Canada's best informational resources for parents looking into music lessons, that would be to go to thelessongurus.com. Thelessongurus.com. Yeah, it's an information-based okay. website and uh, a lot of great information for people just to try and get their heads around what is music lessons, how do, how do you approach it, how do you find a good school. Um, yeah. So, so I'll link. So if you're listening to this, I'll link off in the show notes. If you go to rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash podcast, the, this episode will be there. If you click on it, you can get to the two URLs, which is go.degazonmusic.ca or www.thelessongurus.com. But I'll link in them on the, on the page yeah, notes yeah. as well. Yeah. Anthony, thank you so much. No, this uh, has been really... so much fun. I've been so excited and I got to see the silver skull. Yeah, you skull. saw my silver skull. I'm going to just watch that you don't steal my silver. Not that you're the type to steal anything, well, but the silver, skull, the silver skull gets a lot of attention. In front of me, you know, you can't, no one can see this, but I have the silver skull. Um, one of the home inspectors we use also made us a one ounce silver coin with the Rockstar logo on it. And he made us a Monopoly house out of silver as well. So uh, it's also this cool. is what I get a kick out of. Next time I'm going to talk to you about gold and silver and you're going to be sucked oh, into that. Oh, no, you're gonna be, I'm going to force you to talk about about that stuff. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Anthony, thank you so much, man. Thank you. Hey everyone, it's Tom Krause. Hopefully you enjoyed that chat. Anthony's a, a great guy. As we wrapped up, I was showing him different bits of silver I have here in my office and we took some pictures, uh, good times. Um, and the URLs to go to again to check out more about Degazon Music are go.degazonmusic.ca or www.thelessongurus.com. So that's www.thelessongurus.com. If you're listening to this and you want to become a Rockstar Inner Circle member and work together to buy assets and the whole idea is to try to the best of our ability to help anyone who wants to to live life on their terms you can learn more about the rockstar inner circle membership at www.rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash member that's rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash member who knows one day maybe you'll be bumping into anthony degazon and you can tell him that you heard his voice on this podcast i think that's it for now until next time your life your terms